There comes a time in life where you gotta make a decision. You can write your own story or let someone else tell it for you. This is the show for that time. This is Bearded Wisdom with Les McDaniel. Hello and welcome back to the Bearded Wisdom Podcast. I am your host, Les McDaniel, and your lover of lovers. Oh, well, guiding you into the trenches of wisdom today. This show is to inspire the uninspired, to unstick what is stuck in you, and to liberate that leader within you. Now, before we unlock the mysteries in you, feel free to go ahead and jump over to Facebook or Instagram and follow us at epicfusion.life, or you can find us on TikTok and YouTube at Bearded Wisdom. That's epicfusion.life for Facebook and Instagram, and Bearded Wisdom for TikTok and YouTube. Hopefully, you'll find a little bit of wisdom dripped on you every single day there, and it will be powerful for you as we walk down that way. But today, I want to just jump right in, and I want to read something to you, because I think this is a real key to some of the things that will help us transition from the truths and the wisdom from yesterday, which were all about our self-preservation and self-protective strategies, and move us into a pursuit of wisdom that is really built on love with a recognition that when we truly understand what love is all about, that we will begin to really be able to let go of things that we're afraid of losing, letting go of our own identity that we think is wrapped up in so many things in our world, whether it be materialism, whether it be the way we look, the way that we feel, the way our health, whatever it is that you believe is you, When we find this other greater source of something that is the river we are all swimming in, this river of love, I got to tell you, it's pretty crazy. So here's the quote, and it comes from the ancient wisdom of the Gospel of Luke. There's trouble ahead when you live only for the approval of others. Saying what flatters them, doing what indulges them, popularity contests are not truth contests. Look how many scoundrel preachers were approved by your ancestors. Your task is to be true, not popular. Now we're going to jump down a little bit, and here's what it says. This is what it looks like. This is on the cusp of your self-protective strategies. You're just trying to protect something about you. And here's what it says, following. But I say to you, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the others also. And from anyone who takes away from your coat, do not withhold even your shirt from them. Give to everyone who begs from you. And if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. Now, there's a couple more things that I want you to recognize here. Is that we sometimes in the tradition of Christianity have bold claims that we have the absolute truth. And yet, I think it's really curious when you go through this, and and here are a few other just one-liners that kind of are from other traditions. Here's what Buddhism says in, in the Dhammapada. Hatreds do not ever cease in this world by hating, but by love. This is an eternal truth. Overcome anger by love, overcome evil by good. In Hinduism, in the Mahabharata, which I may have just butchered the way that is said, I know how to say it, and I think I just butchered it, but this is the sum of duty. Do not unto others what you would not have them do unto you. From the great Stoic Marcus Aurelius, yes, even 
the one who killed Christians for many, many moons. Here's what he says. Someone despises me. That's their problem. Mine is not to do or say anything despicable. Someone hates me. Their problem. To be patient and cheerful is my resolve with everyone, including them. Ready to show them their mistake, not spiteful or to show off my self-control, but in an honest, upright way. That's what we should be like inside. And never let the gods catch us feeling anger or resentment. As long as you do what's proper to your nature and accept what the world's nature has in store, as long as you work for the good, for others' good, by any and all means, what is there that can harm you? That's powerful stuff right there. And from the Quran, the Quran. Serve Allah and join not any partners with him and do good to parents, kinfolks, orphans, those in need, neighbors who are near, neighbors who are strangers, the companions by your side, the wayfarer. I mean, guys, this is, this is like, this is ancient from across the board. And I recognize that within these voice of inspiration throughout history, many conflicts around who had these claims to truth arise for each and every one of us. Yet this is the very point that I am attempting to make. The true wisdom comes when we understand that in the essence of truth, it is a truth for all times, for all people. It didn't just show up one day because the Son of God appeared on the face of the earth. And even if we believe that that's the nature and truth that is uh, residing at the forefront, we have to put great weight into the fullness of Scripture where and John 1 says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And, I've, and if you jump to Genesis and you recognize that that Word spoken, let there be light, let there be, let there be, and creation was happening, it was the Word that we call Jesus the Christ. And now that I'm preaching a little bit, I just want to kind of pull that back and rein it back in a little bit, because I don't want to trigger anyone too much. But at the core of our existence, there is this thing that we all know that is love. That the things that we look to in our world that break, that break our patterns are moments where we see radical love show up, where someone does something for someone else that we all know needed to be done, but they just do it. They let go of everything that they thought of who they were supposed to be or what they, in that moment, that they needed to protect about themselves, and they did what was right. You see, we live in a world that is constantly trying to tear us down. We live in a world that is constantly trying to tell us that we're not enough. And I know that it comes across in ways that are fashion-oriented and glamorous, and it draws us in and with shiny objects and all of that wonderful stuff. But the reality of our existence is that we, as I said in the last podcast, which it sounds kind of morbid, but it's really not, we all will die. And that the only thing that continues throughout the eternity, not throughout the eternity, throughout eternity, is this thing called love. It is the thing that reigns upon the evil and the good. It is the thing that loves those who shouldn't be loved. It is the place of second chances. It is the place of forgiveness. It is the place where where we stand at the crux and we commit to our spouses and say, I will commit to you until death do us part. See, even in marriage, we know that, it's gonna, that we're going to die. And we know that there's going to be sickness. We know there's going to be challenges. And when we try to pretend like we are somehow the superheroes of our own life, as though we are in control of every facet of our life, and we try to preserve that, and we try to 
protect it and, and manipulate it in such a way that we are okay living into our false charades of who we think we are. It's in those moments that we recognize that we're not feeling very loved. Because I know that when I preserve myself, that I'm not really thinking about any kind of relational impact that I might be having. I'm only concerned about the attack that feels like it's ensuing on me in that moment. I wonder if you can relate. So I'm here today to just briefly, where today's just going to be a brief one, is that I really want to leave you with those words, these words, but I say to you, love your enemies, do good to those that hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek or calls you out, calls you a name, says something mean to you, disagrees with your policy, disagrees with your party, disagrees with your beliefs, if anyone does any of those things to you and they strike you on the cheek, offer them to strike you on the other cheek. And from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. So when someone comes up to you and they harm you and they take things from you, they need whatever it is you've got more than you need it, obviously. And anyone who begs from you, if anyone takes away goods from you, don't ask for those things back. Just just give freely because those things do not define you. And again, do to others as you would have them do to you. The ultimate in the golden rule, that's for sure. And we've also heard of the platinum rule which is due to others what they would have done to themselves. And that can be a little bit confusing. We could get into a philosophical debate about whether or not that's a real thing or good thing or whatever. But at the end of the day, what we're really talking about is you being more concerned about what other people's needs are, where they need healing, where they need love, where they need you to show up for them. This is the piece of the pie that you've been given in that moment to offer them love. And it covers over so much. I thought I was almost done, but I forgot about this one piece. You see, love covers over a multitude of BS. And the Bible says sins. And what that really means is that we have the capacity within ourselves to let go of all the dogmatic beliefs in exchange for love. That we get to choose what is judged as good or bad. And that in the same way that we judge others, in the same way that we extend love or withhold love based upon our beliefs about their actions, how we choose to do that is how we will also receive judgment, how we will also receive life or death. And I believe deep down within my heart that the more of us that can begin to rise up above the BS, let me back up and say it again a different way. I mentioned to you the other day that there's this idea of the coin's edge, that there are two sides to every coin, that many of us live in a dualistic world where we're defending one side or the other to the detriment, to the desire to destroy the other side of the coin. And in the effort to destroy the other side of that coin, if we erase the other side of that coin, we forget that we are a part of the same coin, the same life, the same world, the same humanity. And in erasing someone else, we are actually threatening our own existence. But there is a third side to the coin. And the third side is is literally meant and created to protect both sides of the coin, the face that is on the each side. It's deeper than the faces and the tail side of a coin so that it will protect the actual currency that is on there what it looks like, what it feels like, so that we can identify it. 
You see, we can identify one another by our love and our love is what rises above both sides of the coin and chooses to protect all parties involved. And that may sound like a huge contradiction to to many of you, but that's where wisdom resides. It resides in the tension of recognizing that within me is the full capacity of good and the full capacity of evil. And it can reside at the exact same moment. I can selflessly give of myself while being completely fulfilled by that selflessness in and of itself. I can receive something good from letting go of something good. I can also receive something horrible in the midst of giving away something horrible. And it's mine to choose. I can receive a crisis in my life. I can get sick. I can lose my job. I could lose everything I've got. And I get to choose how I respond in that moment. And my response is a direct relationship. It's directly related to my ability to understand that my identity is not wrapped up in the things of this material world, but they're wrapped up in how I respond in relationship to those who are around me and in my life. I know people today who are not willing, people in my own family, who are not willing to ask for help because of the fact that they have lost sight of their own humanity. And rightfully so, in many ways, they have come to feel like that they are forgotten and lost in these moments. And I understand that. I've been there in, in many ways. I have felt forgotten. I have felt lost. I have felt victimized by people who I thought were supposed to be there to love me. And yet in the midst of that, what was absent in those moments was my own love for them. And fairness has no place in love. Love covers over a, a whole tremendous lot of bad stuff. And love is not, does not mean that we forget and move forward in an abusive situation. No, love can actually mean that we let go of an abusive situation for the benefit of both parties. Love sometimes means turning people over to their own heart's desire, to what they really want, even though it may not be what's best for them, and it may not be best for all parties who are involved in that person's life. But what I can tell you is that when we love our enemies and do good to those who hate us, and we bless those who curse us, and we pray for those who abuse us, we come across on the other side of this as somebody who is much more at peace and finds joy in even the most detrimental and disturbing and challenging situations that life can throw our way. A commitment to love is literally just that. It's a commitment to love even when it hurts. A commitment is something that we choose to do. It's something that we choose to stay committed to. It doesn't mean that we won't fail. It doesn't mean that we won't fall short but it does mean that we are going back to that space and we're going to live into that committed way of life that we have decided. As we end and conclude today, I just want to inspire something deep within you. I want you to take a moment and if you've got a journal, I would encourage you to take that journal and I would begin to ask some questions around that moment in your life where you remember being loved deeply where it felt unconditional, where you felt like there was nothing that you could do wrong. And I want you to think about that moment where maybe you did do something, where you broke down and you failed. You hurt someone in your life and they chose to turn and forgive you. You may not have deserved it. You may not have felt like you deserved it, but they chose to forgive you. Journal about this. Spend some time in this space and remember that that very thing that you did that might have hurt them I'm curious in that moment, what were you preserving? What were you afraid of losing? What were you hiding? What were you trying to prove in that moment in which others got hurt? And what is the contrast between that and the forgiveness that you received? 
Were you able to receive the forgiveness in that moment? Were you able to receive the love of someone who desired to release you from this thing, this mistake, this traumatic event, whatever it was? Were you able to receive that? Or did it really just heap coals on your head? Did it feel like you couldn't accept it, like it was an affront to your very being? Well, I'm really here to tell you that that love that you felt in that forgiving moment, whether you were able to accept it or not, it is a taste of what it means to love someone no matter what. It is what it means to really to put aside the notion that you even have an enemy because you choose to love those enemies and in turn make them your friends. It's the option that says, I won't play into a game where if you hate me that I'm going to return the favor, but instead I'm going to love you in ways that, that go beyond and I'm going to dig in deeper. Doesn't mean you go after them. You can take this so far that it's beyond recognition for us in this moment because there's all sorts of reasons why you can reconcile in your head that there's reasons to sometimes not love someone. But I can tell you that at the core of our existence, there is something that is truly at work. That when it rains in my neighborhood, it rains on the person that is not worthy of rain, who is not living a life that is up to par with the rest of humanity or goodness or whatever you want to call it. It rains on them as it rains on me, as though I'm some sort of good thing. I mean, I have my moments of, 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 of problematic behaviors as well. Don't worry. I got, I got plenty and I'm sure we'll explore those. But at the core of our existence is this universal truth that when we can love those that we don't necessarily feel like deserve it in our world, we open ourselves up to an even greater expression of love for ourselves. And it covers over a multitude of BS that we've got going on in our world. I could point to so many different things, but for lack of time, we'll revisit this tomorrow as we jump back into this podcast. Enjoy the rest of your day. I hope that this is, launches you off into a journaling spree that allows you to really delve into the world of love and explore what that really means for you and how you can tap more into the source that is ultimately all there is in my strong opinion. All there is is love when we truly decide to focus in on those things that are beyond our control and how they are just gifts of breath, gifts of thought, gifts of my heart beating. I mean, the gifts of the wind blowing. Man, we are just so blessed. Love is all around us. So take that love with you today. Be blessed and be at peace. Talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Bearded Wisdom Show. You got a buddy or friend who needs to hear this. Please send him a link. And don't forget to hit that follow button so you can come back and hang out with Les every day.